0: How are you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio. For 10 years, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember, as well as our show on air with RTE and online via the website or your favourite podcasting app, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn. Uh, We keep you up to date with all things tech every single day with hourly updates and daily newsletters which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. Joining me as always is our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief, The boss, the gaffer is here, Niall Kitson. How are you keeping? Not too bad, Dusty. How are you? I am very well and looking forward to a bank holiday weekend. Thank you very much. Um, Listen, let's, uh, because there's been a lot going on this week. Let's chat good week, bad
1: week. Okay.
0: um, I'm ready. And just say, I suppose really starting off with, I mean, the big story of the week that most people have been talking about is Facebook.
1: Yeah. I'm going to file Facebook under good week. For a couple of reasons, are you are you ready? I am. Okay. Uh, this was Facebook's F8 developer conference, so this is sort of Facebook's time to shine, really. And this year really gave them an opportunity to reset the narrative. Facebook have had a pretty rough past two years with Cambridge Analytica and being called digital gangsters by uh, a UK Commons uh, parliamentary. Um, committee you know they have had a bad time with optics and they've had a bad time with user privacy mm. uh, so this was their opportunity to draw a line under things and go okay well you know that was old Facebook we learned an awful lot since all this stuff came out and we're going to take the best of what we have and roll that out across all our product lines so when you think about the best of what they have um, what sort of springs to mind from from your perspective i i think we might have different ideas on this but you know what what do you think facebook's best side is at the moment um i think
0: that (laughs) uh, the stupidity of humanity is facebook's best side at the moment
1: OK, well, yeah, I think that happens with an awful lot of technology where technology outpaces the ability of yeah, people but, to but here, process
0: it. Here, here's the thing, right? Despite, as you have said, the two terrible years and all of the awful things that have happened and the complete lack of trust, more and more people are signing up to Facebook every day and more and more people are using Facebook every day and Facebook share price keeps going up.
1: Uh, It does. But when it comes to growth, there's always a plateau and those emerging markets are only going to emerge for so long. And if you have a product that is increasingly um, palatable to older users, Mm. uh, there's a ceiling there. You know, if, if you're a young person and you're looking to join a social network and you look where your friends are, you're not really looking at Facebook anymore. You're looking at the likes of Instagram or Snapchat or WhatsApp. And I think this is where Facebook have seen their opportunity. They've gone and they've had a look at things and gone, right, okay, privacy is our weak spot, let's let's take this on. So what they've done is they've taken the best bit of WhatsApp, which is end-to-end encryption, and they've said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna add this to Messenger. Uh, we're integrating Messenger into Facebook proper anyway, but um all the, me- all the instant messaging now will be encrypted end to end. So you don't need to worry about uh, having your messages um, hacked or anything like that from henceforth. And you can say what you like and nobody's going to be um, surveilling you. That's, that's pretty nice. Uh, also on Instagram, which of course Facebook already know, already own, as you know, um, they're going to bring in something where you can like something, but be anonymous for liking it if you know what I mean. So, you know, the way somebody will post something and there will be, you know, X number of hearts and you might get be able to see, oh, who hearted this? Um, no, Instagram will be bringing in a feature where nobody need know that you have hearted something, which is really good because if you look at what has happened on Twitter lately, there has been some dogpiling, mm. um, Twitter and Facebook, actually. Um, there has been do- some dogpiling on people that have liked, for whatever reason, be it, you know, a jived with their personal politics or they misclicked a button or somebody else accessed their account and were acting the maggot. That people were liking things that were having, that had nothing to do mm. with what, what they're meant to be doing with their lives or what people follow them for doing. Uh, and they're having serious knock on effects. Um, so ba- basically you'd be able to like something and uh, more like you kind of
0: circling something or highlighting something in the newspaper. Only you will know. And it's a reference for yourself rather than
1: saying to the world,
0: I like this.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's that ridiculous little dopamine boost that we all get when something something that we've posted has has been liked. You oh, know. Does, any,
0: does anybody get that anymore?
1: Oh, I think so. I really? Think so. It, it depends how invested you are in what you post. Like if you have a really good YouTube channel or a youtube channel that you've put a lot of effort into if somebody likes or subscribes to your channel and um, that's quite nice that's a that's a piece of personal validation to to light up your day with i think
0: yeah okay no i i, I don't think so because uh, i remember when email came out first uh, and i was like you know oh my god i i emailed a guy in vancouver right i i sent him a note and 5 minutes later i got a reply yeah i remember being very excited about that at the time now i mean if he doesn't reply in five minutes <laughs> i'm very upset yeah
1: um, but and you- it's the
0: same with uh with facebook like initially when you go on facebook and people like your posts and say so, oh who's that oh who's hmm. that and and i've got friend requests and now i just you know people like it they like it fine um i'm, I'm, I'm not looking at it ever though then again maybe i'm not like most people as my mother keeps telling me
1: yeah maybe so anyway um, Facebook have basically said, do you know what, this this whole thing about privacy not being, you know, the norm anymore, that mm. privacy is dead, this line that we've been touting since 2000 and, what, 2010 or there or thereabouts. Uh, all of a sudden we've gone, no, do you know what, God, isn't privacy great? So, you know, we wanted to be this wide open town square. And if you want that, you can still do that. But we, we recognise that sometimes you just want to be surrounded with your immediate friends and family and that kind of thing. So you can have a digital living room as well, which is to say, and this is an argument that I've been making for a few years, is that small closed social networks are the future of social networks. Mm. Which social, which networks give you, give people the greatest pleasure at the moment? For me, it's WhatsApp. Oh, for me, WhatsApp as well. And, and everybody just seems to be
0: talking about WhatsApp.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's small private networks. Mm post very simple things. Just, are you going out? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's text messages with benefits. And really, that's all most people need. But
0: it's not so much. I think it's when uh, you joined Facebook. Facebook is more kind of semi public, semi private. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas WhatsApp is very much. A kind of a private thing, do you know what I mean? You've got small groups in there which would be either be family or a close set of friends or yeah. that kind of a way. So it's, it's, you've got a much better idea of who is going to see those uh, those posts.
1: Well, yeah, and your data isn't going to be harvested for advertising purposes as well. So ha! that's pretty cool. <laughs> for the moment, anyway. You think. <laughs> uh, so a couple of other things that came out uh, of F8 um, uh, some class of Facebook Messenger is coming to Mac OS and Windows, uh, which is quite nice, mm-hmm. uh, in favour of that. Uh, also, uh, on a purely aesthetic level, Facebook is f- pivoting away from blue. They're going to try some other things. They're going to see some other colours. Um, do you know why Facebook uh, was predominantly blue in the first place? Uh, other than it's one of the most popular and successful colours in the world, no. Uh, it's because Zuckerberg is a uh, red-green colorblind ah uh, oh now that is interesting i didn't there know you that. Go. what do you trivia. think about
0: uh now i know neither you nor i uh, will be jumping on this but then again you never know uh, what do you think about this new uh, facebook dating thing that they're uh, they're trying to get going they've got it going in a, in a, just a handful of countries at the moment they're developing it and then they're going to roll it out into the usa towards the end of the year and possibly into the uk as well i'm sure ireland after that um it seems like kind of a clever idea in some ways it took me a little bit of a, a while to uh, uh, to figure it out but essentially you can go through all of your friends on facebook and you go, I fancy her i fancy her i fancy him I fancy whatever happens to be all right and i think you could do up to whatever 10 people or something like that and then if the people that you fancied also decide that they want to go through who do i fancy and then tick and they happen to tick you and you've both ticked a, a I fancy him, I fancy her thing, then it puts you in touch. Otherwise, no one knows nothing.
1: Okay, right. Do, do we not already have Facebook dating? A little something called Tinder? Uh, well, they're they're probably trying to get in on this. And this is what the big tech companies
0: do. You know, they always get in and what what, what everybody else is doing that's successful.
1: Yeah, yeah. They probably went, oh, wait, people are looking at our platform to do mm. this. Why don't we do this ourselves? And yeah. we'll do it better.
0: But well, um, how many people have got Tinder in the world, and how many people have got Facebook? <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose when, we've when got a lo- pretty like large p- install base anyway, anyways overall were you were you impressed uh, let me ask you one question Do you believe Zuckerberg
1: uh, do I believe him i he's a businessman now, you know developer first businessman second, and I don't think he knows what what you know, he's doing himself. Like to to go from saying privacy is dead to we realise privacy is really important for mm. you people. Therefore, we're going to change everything. Yeah, um, I think
0: yeah. I think Zuckerberg has got a very bad track record uh, mm. of you know kind of uh, messing up and going. I'm sorry, we should have done better. Oh, we messed up again. I'm sorry, we should have done better. And I'm quite sure that he will, so he will.
1: Ah, but I did say Facebook had a good week. So uh, will we finish on a, a positive note? It's probably not a good week for you and I. It's probably a good week for Mark Zuckerberg personally, is it? Uh, well, it is. A, he has a new toy. Um, we have a new Oculus. Um Headset. Ah. The last one I think that we talked about was the Oculus Go. And uh, I think my comment at the time was, I cannot wait for this to come to market quickly enough. Um, Now, the Oculus Quest, which is this year's um, headset, $400, completely standalone. So no need for a connection to a PC or anything like that. You get a headset and two controllers for your money. Um, Now, when you log into the store, not everything is going to work on it, right? So you have to play games or use apps that are specifically developed for the oculus quest so not you're not gonna get i suppose what you might call the full experience mm. but uh it's still you know four hundred dollars that's a bit of a, a a come down from when these uh these devices first started getting to market so uh i am i'm getting there I'm getting there, I'd say <laughs> sooner or later. Uh, speaking of good week, bad week, uh, let's move on to uh, Apple and the
0: iPhone. Kind of a little goodish and badish numbers there.
1: Uh, yeah. Now I'm going to put this in as right a bad week for the iPhone, a good week for Apple. Does that make any sense? Does yeah. Go on, tell me. Okay. Right. Uh, so apparently. Uh, the iPhone, as we know it, has suffered a seventeen percent fall in sales. We're going to park that for the moment because you've got a you've got a different take on it. Uh, so the the top line figure is for the quarter. Um, it looks like Apple, I think, reported uh, thirty one billion in sales versus thirty seven point five billion in the same quarter last year. Um, now eleven billion of uh, of that revenue come in the form of services and when I say services I mean digital sales Apple music subscriptions uh, oh. Apple, Apple pay use all, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I'm quite I'm quite intrigued as to how well or badly Apple music is doing because yep it's if you have an iPhone it's in the palm of your hand um, I don't actually know anyone who subscribes to Apple music over Spotify do
0: you? I don't know anybody who subscribes to Apple Music um, at all, in fact. Uh, oh, no, actually, I do. Sorry. Uh, yes, I was in the car with uh, somebody we were talking about, and they said that they had Apple Music. So there's one. Okay. <laughs> and were they happy with it? Um, yeah, they're happy with it. But, it, I mean, as we've said often on the, on this program, Apple are a massive corporation. Uh, and if somebody like Spotify comes along, they can either say, okay, well, Spotify, you can just take all of our customers to do streaming music and off you go because we're going to concentrate on hardware. Or they can say no, we will do a streaming off a, a, a streaming music offering as well, and we will mm. keep the customers in house.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. all they
0: do. Like you know, so I mean, if you're an Apple person, you're more, you, you're you're in on Apple Music, and if you're the rest of the world, then you're not. That's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, well, that's reasonable. Um, so some of the other good news bits for for Apple and mm-hmm. um, the iPad is actually going great guns for them at the moment. Now, Apple have stopped sort of splitting out um, financial results for uh, models of phones. So they will just go iPhone sales, iPad sales, Mac sales. So they won't, they won't tell you which models are doing particularly well. So we have had a bump in iPad sales up uh, 4.9 billion this quarter, up from 4.1 billion uh, the same quarter last year. Now, of course, we had a rake of new iPads come along uh, over the last few months so that makes total sense um and they're actually they're pretty solid devices like I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't look at that and go ah oh, it's just novelty it's like no I I think that's that this is a pretty good evolution of the iPad like I mean I've got an iPad air 2 at home and um, for me yep the the yeah if, if I was to look at upgrading I think there's a there's a solid range out there to do that with
0: Oh, absolutely. But I think that's the thing that is interesting with technology and that they make these things so well that you don't necessarily need to upgrade. And I think that's a a problem that uh, Samsung and Huawei and um, uh, Apple are having. And they said with the iPhone sales, the iPhone sales have gone dramatically down. But that's because, Mm. well, almost everybody who's ever going to buy an iPhone already has one. Possibly. Uh, so the next uh, market, and this is what they've done, is they've slashed the price on the iPhone in uh, China, which is a huge market and untapped for Apple, really. Um, so what they've done with the numbers is they said, yeah, well, you know, first quarter of the year, January, February was a bit rubbish, but do you know what? We changed the price of the iPhone in March in China and sales are up. Yay!
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- I, that really is what has rescued them that, you know, okay, maybe their sales by mm. volume. Of units are, are way down, but their actual revenue uh, isn't as affected as it as it might be. You know,
0: what? I'm not, I'm not even worried about any of these things because uh, all of these share prices are like house prices. And it'll just vary on a day to day basis. And depending what's going on for a couple of months, what you want to want is look at is the overall trend. Uh, and I'm talking about a long term so that uh, is Apple going to be a good bet to have invested in in 10 years time? Oh, of course. That's And we we know this. You say that now, but look at all of the things. MySpace was a fantastic investment opportunity. It was growing, 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 eh,
1: dead. Yeah, (laughs) but it was bought out by people that haven't a clue Mm. how, you know, technology was working. It was bought Uh, out by a media company who didn't invest in development talent and... uh, all right. Well, Such let's like. let,
0: let's all talk about MySpace. This is the news, after all. Uh, mm-hmm. Airbnb, <laughs> now, actually, here's a really interesting story that has been breaking, uh, uh, the, the, because Airbnb and Uber and uh, Uber Eats and all of these kind of like connector companies uh, make a, a very central argument. They say, we are not the person who supplies the service of whatever it is, be it accommodation or be it a hotel if you're going through booking.com or be it uh, a car or a taxi if you're going through Uber or whatever. We are just a technology company that can next two. And they are having major run-ins with people, you know, like the EU and uh, uh, big bodies like that. Uh, interesting development from Airbnb this week.
1: Yeah, well, this is the tension as, you, as you've outlined there. I mean, are you a service provider or are you the person that provides a service to the service provider? Um, if you are a service provider, um, in the case of Airbnb, then you are a real estate provider. You are putting people who want accommodation in touch with people that have accommodation. You're sort of an intermediary. Um, well,
0: uh, yeah, you see, I, I, I would just straight off argue with you just because I like arguing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like walking into a travel agent and blaming them because your hotel in Benidorm was not up to scratch.
1: Yeah, but very often you have some sort of comeback, especially if uh, that, per, uh, that company has sold you a package tour. That is where you have absolutely and succinctly
0: hit the nail on the head, my friend. Okay. There needs to be some kind
1: of comeback.
0: Yes. You can yes. be the middle guy and all that kind of stuff as long as you want, but if something goes wrong, what happens?
1: Yeah, who's, who's in charge? Who do you sue? <laughs> well, that's almost pretty much it. So anyway, what happened with the so, Airbnb? Yeah, what has happened, uh, and this sort of stems from something really weird that's happening in Europe at the moment when it comes to regulation of uh, tech companies. And it's it's a discussion for another day, but the from what I can tell, an awful lot of these cases that are coming up against Google, against Facebook, um, they're not coming up in Ireland and where a lot of these companies have their European bases and and therefore where these cases should be prosecuted. Instead, you've got European companies, European agencies suing these companies in their own countries. So what has happened is a French tourism association um, said uh, Airbnb, you're actually should be subject to the same kind of regulation as the rest of us Um, Therefore, we're going to sue to make you uh, liable uh, in the same way that we are. Um, And this case was was brought forward. And apparently, um, because uh, the correct lines of communication or the correct procedure was not followed, um, the EU uh, Advocate General uh, to the EU, Sorry, the European Court of Justice Advocate General, whose name I'm completely going to get wrong. So oh, let's d- d- just say, don't even try it. Don't even yeah. try it. Go on. What we'll does, call him, him John Smith. Okay. John Smith, right, went, oh, hang on. You didn't, uh, you want to prosecute Airbnb for doing this, but you have to go through me. Um, you didn't actually go through me uh, properly. Therefore, I'm not going to rule in favour of you. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Airbnb, do your thing. You're you're a software company, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you you are a digital services company, and thanks to this thing called the the digital single market, you can trade anywhere in the EU that you want, any way that you want, so long as it's okay according to the EU. Uh, well, I'm I'm that guy as far as you're concerned, and Airbnb, you're okay by me. Just just arbitrary. In a fit of pique, this guy has, deci- has made this decision that you know granted it's non-binding but in more than three quarters of the cases the ecj went oh our guy said this yeah okay fair enough rubber stamp Mm. um so uh, it looks like uh if the ecj pays attention to our annoyed jobsworth rapporteur (laughs) advocate general john smith um that could that could completely change the way digital services are regulated in Europe. Something tells me if
0: you were in that job for our friend uh, John Smith, that it would have been a completely different decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would just, have done it right. I, just call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> call it a feeling.
1: <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it strange though that you know these cases? They're not. Nobody said go to Ireland to sort it out. <laughs> My, uh, uh yeah, my, uh, my dad always used to say there's, uh, uh,
0: there's justice and there's the law and never shall the pair meet. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> which I think is good. Like if you look at all the stuff that's going on in, in courts and stuff like that in, in any area of life. Listen, let's wrap up with a, a look ahead to next week and good stuff and
1: bad stuff uh, with Google, which you are quite excited about.
0: Well, let's not get excited. Uh, I like looking forward to things. And uh, Google uh, uh, IOs next week. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not getting excited about it this year. Last year, I I thought the um, uh, the conference was fantastic and they announced like so many amazing things. Uh, like one of them was uh, your Google Assistant will be able to call up your local fish and chip shop and uh, order your takeaway and have it delivered to the house, which I haven't actually seen happen. Um, I've invested in the um, speaker things and every time I ask you a question, half the time I ask you a question, he goes, I'm sorry, I can't help or I don't understand or I don't know anything about that. Um, I've gotten into the whole automated home thing. Uh, Wow. I can turn on lamps and turn off lamps using my voice. Yippity dee. Okay. Uh, Can't think of anything else otherwise. Well, actually, one thing that is useful is that I am going to connect one of those things up to my uh, computers. Mm -hmm. so that if I ever need to remote start the computers, I'll be able to figure a way of doing that. Um, But I'll be interested to see what is coming out with uh, I.O. One of the things uh, that I think will be good uh, to watch out for this year is the new uh, Pixel phone. I think they're going to announce something, again, like we were saying with Apple, that they're going to announce something a little bit cheaper and a little bit more affordable.
1: Yeah, but is is the Pixel not the the reference device? Is this not, you know, as good as Android can do at the moment?
0: Yes, it is. But what I'm saying is that, you know, the top end Pixel is very much top end. It's up there with the S10. It's up there with the, whatever the latest iPhone 10 is, whatever it is. It's, it's up around the grand mark, like, you know, mm. and it's a terrific phone. And one of the things that makes it stand head and shoulders above the uh, competition is that it has got a particularly good camera.
1: Hmm.
0: But it's not cheap. Uh, so I think that Google are going to um, get into that kind of more mid-market side of things. I don't know if that's because they want to be the, in the phone arena or if they want to have their software running on more people's devices. I can't make my mind up about that.
1: Well, it's all about market penetration, really, isn't it? I mean, with, mm. with the Pixel phone, un, unless you're a developer as well and you mm. want to tinker with things and you want you want to get into that. Mm. Um I mean, you you just want something that will just go, this is Android in its purest form. Well, actually, do you know what? The one good thing about the Pixel
0: phone is that when Google say, OK, we're rolling out a new version of Android, the Pixel phone is someone that gets it first. Mm, Yeah. And that's nice. Um, Now, I tend to use a Samsung on a daily basis, and Samsung is pretty much the last one to get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's uh, because they put go. their own spin on it.
0: Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the, the home automation side of things with the speaker. I don't think they're going to do much of the speakers. I think they'll do more with the Google Home, which is the uh, the one that comes with the screen. I think they might yeah. put a bigger screen on that or something like that.
1: Do you know what? Mm. Do you know what? I'm really missing. Uh, I mean, we know they're, they're going to have the subscription game service. That's nice. Mm. Uh, but, but do you remember... Th- the last time we, we talked about Google and blended reality or virtual reality, and that was Google Daydream mm. um, or and Project Tango, and both of those died to death. So I think Google are due uh, some sort of partnership in virtual reality. That's My fingers are crossed for that.
0: You, know, you never know which way it's going to go. The one thing I will give Google is that they can be a little bit more innovative than the Facebooks or the Samsungs or the... Um Uh, the whoever, the apples of this world. I think it can be it can be not necessarily and usually at Google I like they did last year they do tend to announce stuff that is just like out there like having a Google Assistant uh, call up and order your pizza and stuff like that like you know
1: which um, they haven't been able to do but anyway
0: but I think it's more proof of concept the fact that these things are possible or something like that I just you know from a pure spectator point of view looking at Google I.O. is definitely more entertaining if nothing else and uh, because Uh, Google own uh, YouTube you'll be able to watch the whole thing live Uh, yep
1: yep which is true
0: which which, which is good and it's on uh, next Tuesday Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday I believe uh, Grant, all right. Well, listen, I think that is us pretty much covered for this week on what is going on around the world. Thank you very much, Niall, as always, for keeping us up to date. Of course, uh, we keep you up to date uh, with all the lowdown on everything tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more, which you can grab at our website, techcentral.ie. Do come visit us. And of course, you can listen to us every week online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. On next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Niall Kitson, thanks so much for listening and have an excellent bank holiday weekend. We we'll talk to you next week. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com.